Hello and welcome to Point Streak, a podcast where we talk everything gaming and the issues that concern gamers. We're all members and contributors at Enthusiacs.com and thank you once again for joining us. You can follow us on Twitter at Enthusiacs or check out our YouTube channel where all our video content and Let's Plays reside. I'm your usual host, Jeff or Baron Fang, and today I am joined by Chris. How are you, Chris? I'm excellent. Thank you. By Jen. Hello. By Goose. Hello, everyone. And by Greg. How are you, Greg? Good. Hey there, Jeff. Hey there, listeners. And uh, like we do up top, let's get to what everyone's been playing lately. Uh, Chris, how about you go first? I just started playing Pokemon Gold on Virtual Console for 3DS because it came out yesterday at the time of recording. Cool, cool. Uh, and Jen? I just got XCOM 2. I'm laughing because we just recently recorded that point streak about XCOM. <laughs> and started it today. I lost the entire day in this game. I love it so much. It's way better than I expected. So, but yeah, it's been really fun. Hmm. Excellent. Uh, Goose, how about you? I've been playing a metric ton of Witcher 3. I think <laughs> well, my second playthrough, I'm at 47 hours at this point. Wow. Oh, my. As George Takei would say. Um, how, <laughs> how about you, Greg? Uh, so let's see. I played the first chapter of Telltale's Batman, the the second series, whatever that's actually called. Okay. Um, and that's I played the first chapter of Life is Strange Before the Storm. Mm-hmm. And I'm currently working my way through uh, an indie game called Oxenfree. Oh wow! I I actually uh, I actually have Oxenfree. I've, I've is it is it I an adventure too. game? I I, I bought it's, it and forgot yeah, what it it's, is. <laughs> it's it's like an adventure game. There's I mean there's a lot of choices to make and you know there's the, uh, there's a dialogue wheel a la Mass Effect or or Fallout and uh, you you the way you decide to do things affects how people feel about you while, while you're on the island trying to solve this mystery. It's a lot of fun. It came to me uh, recommended by a friend of mine on Twitter, and so I've been playing it and having a good time with it. I'm about maybe two-thirds of the way through. Oh, excellent. Okay. Well, I'm looking forward to that one. Uh, I, th- I think I picked it up on sale about a year ago, and uh, it's because it's alphabetically down my library list, I tend to forget about it. <laughs> Anything past the L's or L's or so, and I, uh, I often lose track. Um, and for myself, I've been uh, playing a little bit of Warframe um, and, uh, and little else at this point. Um, but uh, we have had an, sort of an ongoing conversation that's been spanning a few weeks on and off, and we decided uh, this was a topic uh, we should probably strike while the iron's hot. Uh, I know the internet is clogged with lists, uh, and <laughs> we're <laughs> we're going to give our own today. We're going to be talking about our personal favorite top five games of all time. We're not putting any restrictions on anything. We're, we'll even allow us to go back to the dark days of, of early gaming. Um, and I'm basically represented, uh, you know, personally at the Atari and Coleco end. But uh, anything from there to the present day is up for grabs. In order to um, avoid a little bit of uh, repetition, though, we, we did a little preamble. Uh, before the show, which is unusual for us. We don't usually do much yeah, preamble for the show. And uh, we actually managed to rule out some common ones uh, that were common to all of us or some of us. Uh, so we're, we're not repeating ourselves. So we'll we'll just cover those quickly. And we, we actually, um, I was proud of us. We managed to get through these without um, 
without too much argument. <laughs> so, uh, and I, I, I will, uh, I will include Tony who is not joining us this evening into the mix, by the way. I, he, he tweeted me his, his picks earlier. So, uh, just getting to the, the ones that were common to all of us, uh, or some of us in, in no, no particular order. Uh, no surprise, uh, with this group to see mass effect re- represented. Um, I, I dare say that uh, most of us wouldn't know one another were it not for Mass Effect, so no surprise to, yep. to see it there. Uh, am I? Is it safe to say that most of us would would p- probably say one uh, if if we were if we were forced to pick one within the the series continuity? Yes. I know I would. One's yeah, the only well, one I actually like. So yeah. yes. Yeah. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, I don't honestly. I, I don't think that that uh, estimation is going to change much in time, particularly in light of recent <laughs> releases. Uh, Unless you know something I don't. Yeah, <laughs> what we got is what we got. Yeah, exactly. Uh, another one I'm not at all surprised to see on here is uh, Kotor, which uh, Goose and Chris and I will go on at length about. Um, I, I'm not familiar whether you're a big Kotor guy, Greg. Is that one that you tried back in the day at all, or? No, I uh, I played it for maybe about an hour or two, like back during that generation, and it seemed like a fun game that I'd really like. But I didn't have an Xbox at the time, and by the time I did, I had just completely lost interest in ever trying it. Yeah, it. Um, I think Jen could probably, uh, you know, tell you about her experience with it. She she live streamed the game for us for what a couple of hours and maybe that. <laughs> yeah. Um. It. Yeah. I. I th- I don't know that it's aged that well, honestly. No, I uh, I attempted to play a mobile uh, a mobile port of it, and that that did not go so well either. <laughs> the problem was like trying to adjust to the controls, and we were all talking and laughing and drinking, and you know it was hard to pay attention. And like yeah. Chris was telling me, the be- the biggest and best part of this game is the story and the characters, and I was kind of missing that in our conversation, so it just wasn't the best situation to be playing it in. Yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, the, these games don't have to age well just because they're our favorite games. That is not <laughs> part of the criteria. Um, and and moving on to games, some that have aged better than others, uh, we we have The Sims common to a few of us. Again, uh, I'd be guessing is, is, is Sims 2 perhaps the pinnacle of that series, or is, is that overgeneralizing? I was a fan uh, of Classic Sims. Yeah, hmm. Classic Sims was, is what was technically on my list, and I'd say below that I would put Sims 3. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, another series that uh, has certainly changed a lot over time. I was I was just looking at the second game in the series the other day. We have uh, Grand Theft Auto, and I, I think consensus is generally between Grand Theft Auto 3 and, and San Andreas. Uh, I would have expected a few votes for Vice City, perhaps, too. Uh, it seems to be people's absolute favorites for the series, but again, not surprised to see that there. Uh, n- another game definitely not surprised to see is Fallout 3. Um, one could perhaps even th- toss in New Vegas in there as well, just uh, given that there is some overlap between the two. Oh, yes. Uh, yeah, I-, I think I'm about the only one here that hasn't caught the Fallout bug, so not uh, surprised to see that one there. Uh, <laughs> another one very... Uh, uh, actually, was was surprised this one wasn't didn't come up sooner in our discussion with Skyrim, of course. Um, and a, this is a game that uh, looks like it'll be remade till the end of time. So it's people certainly aren't going to forget to put it on their list because it looks like there's going to be a Skyrim game in perpetuity for people to play. Um, 
Bioshock, I again, I have to assume we're probably most people uh, are th- are thinking of the first game in the in the series uh, when mm-hmm. when that one comes up. Um, I, I don't I don't know what too many of you think of of Infinite, but uh, I've often been told that two is a rather inferior uh, entry. I, two two has its charm. I I liked two. It's the problem is that. Well, throughout two, they use the mechanic of you're the big daddy and you're trying to protect the little sister, and that was everybody's least favorite part of Bioshock One. Yes. So yeah. it kind of turned a lot of people off that everyone's least favorite mechanic is now a, a mainstay of the game from beginning to end. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I didn't like about it. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. I just didn't like the story of Bioshock Two. I like the story actually. I just you know didn't didn't like having to follow the little sisters around all the time. Hmm. <laughs> Um, and also to, uh, to finish off, um, we have uh, Batman, the Arkham series. And I think this group of us is pretty fairly evenly split between city devotees and Arkham asylum devotees like, uh, like Greg and I, um, mm-hmm. obviously the second game built a lot on the first, but, uh, I think, uh, at the risk of speaking for Greg, the first game was a bit tighter, more focused story, um, I don't know. There's yeah, a it, lot of things. It controlled I liked about the it. narrative experience a lot better in the first game than it did in the subsequent games. Yeah, yeah. I, I've when I, when I've gone back to watch videos of of Arkham Asylum, I find it a lot easier to follow the flow, and it, it just seems to mm-hmm. be the way it was designed. Um, I also didn't find the the um, searching for the um, the the Riddler the Riddler trophies to be nearly yeah. as as insanely um, <laughs> over the top as it became. In, in City, it was just obnoxious. <laughs> yeah. It was really just obnoxious, and it was a chore. Whereas in in Arkham Asylum, there weren't really all that many, and I I appreciated doing it a bit more because it, it just it wasn't that big of a space to have to crawl around. Yeah. I mean, it was it was a completely shift in 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 the the scope of the game. Whereas you had Arkham Asylum, which I would I would classify more as Metroidvania, and then <laughs> when you get to Arkham City and and beyond, it's really more in the realm of open world. Yeah, I also didn't like that uh, Arkham City and Night, which I have not p- picked up, um, turned the the, Rid- the Riddler stature experience into hiding certain story elements or achievements behind the number that you got. That that was kind of a yeah. Uh, it, it, when a game starts to feel like work, that's when I think it's gone <laughs> a bit mm-hmm. far. Um, all right, well let's get to our own personal lists, and I will I'll blow through uh, Tony's quickly here, just um, just for the sake of uh, mentioning his. So Tony was able to tweet me earlier, and his uh, his personal uh, top five are Portal Two. Halo 1. Nice. Uh-huh. Transistor. Um, wow, Transistor, really? Yeah, no, he loves that game. He, he, uh, he, I need I need to play it. I bought it based solely on his recommendation. Yeah. I haven't played he, it yet, but I didn't know it was in this top it's five. A, I play that. It's a great game. It's got, a, it's, a, it's got an unusual story, one that uh, would probably take a couple of playthroughs to... Uh, there's different interpretations there. Um, it's not uh. something you're going to understand completely the first time you play it, but the gameplay is really interesting, and there's... I, replayability wow. there to say the least um i had no idea it was his top yeah. five it's also I'm, i will pl- i will play it tony yeah. i'm going to play that game <laughs> also one of the best game soundtracks i've ever heard and that's saying something because i'm a bit of a game soundtrack aficionado so um uh oh, mass effect on there i apologies tony i didn't rule that one out earlier and uh 
Resident Evil One, which uh, again I knew <laughs> I knew very well. Tony would throw that in there. <laughs> yep. I think uh, I think he he would probably uh, toss in Need for Speed there as well. I know he's a I know he's a Need for Speed guy too. <laughs> um, all right, well let's get to our personal top fives, uh, and we'll uh, we'll start with you, Chris. And we're not going in any particular order here. I'm not going to ask you to parse it down to that level, but. Uh, what would be your first of your uh, your personal top five all time? Okay, so I, I feel like I subconsciously ordered these anyway. <laughs> I, I mean, like, disclaimer, no particular order, quote-unquote, but, like, they kind of are. Mm. Um, do you want me to just list all five? No, we'll, we'll do one in turn just so that we're, okay. uh, we're not out of breath. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, this, this one is pretty much got the top slot regardless. Like, even if I were to do this in no particular order, it would be StarCraft. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it... And I, it's funny because I think you've mentioned before you're not really that big of an RTS guy, and yet you love Star Trek, uh, StarCraft rather, <laughs> uh, so much. I, I guess that that really does say something about how good of an RTS it is when non-RTS fans are as uh, drawn to it like you are. <laughs> um, but I guess as you pointed out, it's got a lot of uh, it's got a lot of stuff to it that isn't necessarily RTS only. It it it, it does have some elements to it that go above and beyond that, and. Uh, you know, as somebody myself who hasn't played a lot of RTSs, it, it's probably got a better story than most, too. I'd say. Uh, it, yeah, I mean, it's got it's got a pretty good. Uh, I mean, at the time that StarCraft came out, it was 1998, so like video games weren't exactly a storytelling medium. Yeah. Um, and they did put a lot of focus on the narrative, like down to the little in-engine cutscenes, if you will. Yep. I mean, it doesn't have much of an engine for that. And just, like, the text, the mission briefing text and all that stuff. And then the, I think the map editor is what really ended up making it great is because it was you could essentially turn it into anything you wanted. Yeah. And StarCraft has its hand in all kinds of other genres that are pretty big now, like yeah. MOBAs and tower defense and all kinds of things like that. Yeah. Uh, I take it you're a classic StarCraft guy. You're not so much enamored with 2? Uh, I played through two a couple times mostly for the story but yeah I, the vast majority of hours in the starcraft series belong to the first one cool uh jen where would you start off oh wow <laughs> i'm just gonna start off with the more recent release because it's probably i don't know i'm sure you guys have expected it but <laughs> resident evil 7 hmm. and i feel i felt kind of funny putting that, that on my list because it's so new but i don't think any other horror game has ever had that same impact on me. Mm. And I feel like it had so many great elements that, I mean, I, I wrote a whole attic article about it, so I won't go into like every category, but there wasn't anything about it that I really had to complain about. Mm. Um, it had to me, it had the perfect balance of like running around tension and just so much atmosphere. It was just amazing. And that's, oh, I love it so yeah. much. You like it so much you're actually considering VR, uh, you know, like the, a game to sell you on that would, on its own. <laughs> I would seriously, yeah, drop hundreds of dollars to play that game in VR, which says a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that does say a lot. Um, yeah. Goose, what would be your uh, first entry in your five? My first entry, we go, we're going to go back to the N64 and we're talking about Shadows of the Empire. Oh, wow. Which, to my oh, mind, cool. up until KOTOR came out, this was probably the best Star Wars story that had ever been told in a video game. Hmm. And the reason I think that is because it wasn't just a rehashing of the movies, like, for example, the Super Star Wars series. This took its own concept, and it actually told a 
for that time, especially a fairly narrative story that you didn't really see too much in video games back then. Wasn't there like a lot of other storytelling elements that went along with? Yeah. Yeah. Like there was a companion book and comic book too. Oh yeah, it's been oh, yeah. described yeah, that as was a, a whole multimedia. Thing. Yeah, it's been described as a multimedia event essentially, and uh, you know it's it it started a trend for Star Wars in terms of filling in the gaps between the uh, <laughs> the oh. movies and stuff too, which uh, that you know they've done increasingly. Is it still considered canon now that Disney owns oh, it? That's a good point. Actually, Goose, do you, as do far, you know if it as is? As far as I know, no. <laughs> as far as I know, it has been decanonized. <laughs> you, would, you would think what Disney would really want to do is just make the movie finally. Right? Yeah. Why not? You know, it's... Uh... I mean, they, they've done Rogue One. It's not impossible that they yeah. would do something like that. Yeah, like, why not? You know, if they're going to bring Thrawn back into the fold, I think Zizor and the whole uh, uh, Black Sun or whatever that uh, criminal angle would be an interesting take. Um, I don't know. Uh, I I think it I think it'd be interesting to uh, to see that ground revisited. Um, how about you, Greg? What would be your first uh, cab off the rank here? So I'm I'm gonna go with Metal Gear Solid. Ah. And uh, if I if I had my druthers about it, I would be specific to saying it was the uh, the HD update that they put out on the GameCube that was called Metal Gear Solid: The Twin Snakes. Snakes. Yeah, yeah. And uh, because I loved Metal Gear Solid, but it, I mean, it was the graph when the graphics were updated, the game was so much smoother to play, and they added a bunch of ridiculously stupid stuff to the cutscenes, which I just ate up like like a like a little girl. I'm not sure what that analogy means. I apologize. Um, but yeah, I, I loved what they added to it and uh, I played it through several times. I, I had all kinds of fun with that game. Yeah. Uh, I loved the stealthing. I loved, uh, you know, the personal challenges of trying to get through without killing anybody. Um, yeah. So metal, metal gear solid. Um, I've not been as big a fan of the sequels as some my people. Next question. <laughs> Metal Gear Solid 2 I also really enjoyed, although I did not like playing as, as Raiden at all. Mm-hmm. And Metal Gear Solid 3, I I had fun with it, but it really wasn't... I didn't have my heart in it. And Metal Gear Solid 4, I forced myself to play just to conclude the narrative, and I haven't touched any of the others. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of side stuff there, too, if you really wanted to go deep with it, and much less uh, yeah. Phantom, uh, I, Phantom Pain. I played matter. Metal Gear Acid for about an hour, and I was done. Hmm. That was that one was a card-based game. Yeah, well, I'm I'm guessing uh, you haven't tried Revengeance, which uh, I guess is another Raiden game. <laughs> I guess. I, uh, I I played a demo of it, oh. and I, enough just to realize that I had no interest in ever buying that game for any reason. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, on to my first entry, and um, this is a topic that came up very recently: uh, Half Life. Um, Half-Life was a game that uh, sort of revolutionized uh, the FPS genre. It, you know, took it from being something that was uh, um, had been represented in nothing more complex than games like Doom. Not that there's anything wrong with Doom per se, but it uh, it showed you that you could actually do storytelling in a first-person game. It uh, for quite a while popularized the silent protagonist to the point where I think that was almost overdone. And uh, yeah, it. Uh, it took it took FPSs to uh, to a level that I don't think they'd be at today uh, were it not for for Half Life uh, and you know as I covered in a recent podcast it's a it's a bittersweet entry on the list for me knowing that uh, the game will never get the the fitting conclusion that it deserves but uh, yeah it still has a uh, a place in my heart anyway uh, circling round if it's oh sorry uh, I was gonna say if it's any consolation 
first-person shooters are circling back to what they started as anyway. Yeah. Um, with things like Overwatch and uh, the new Doom, and um, I think Quake has a new multiplayer thing. So they're going back to the whole arena uh, multiplayer, like Unreal Tournament-style stuff anyway. Yeah. So, sorry. Sorry, Half-Life. <laughs> um, circling around back to Chris, what would be your second uh, choice? Uh, my second choice would be Tomb Raider, the classic Tomb Raider series. And specifically Tomb Raider 2, because I think it was the most well-balanced between um, not having triangular anatomical features, <laughs> uh, having like an interesting <laughs> an interesting spread of weapons, an interesting uh, variety of locations. It was, like, it was like the most improved of the Tomb Raider series, which just on its own was a good series. Yeah, yeah, cool. And I'd like to say... Also, I'm gonna def- I'm gonna defend old school Tomb Raider here just for for a moment, um, but this is back in the, in the days when apparently it was a valid criticism that a game uh, a, a game developer shouldn't put out a game using the same engine and the same standard format for five years in a row um, with little to no innovation and in features. Now, of course, that's common practice with call of duty and battlefield and <laughs> yeah. assassin's creed and you name it yeah but tomb raider did it first got slammed for it ended up dying out i'm not i'm not mad i'm a little <laughs> mad i don't like the, i don't like the new ones at all yeah. no i love the new ones yeah well did you have any loyalty to the old ones though no i couldn't stand yeah them. well i i mean i'm, I'm <laughs> well, probably the same way I, i've enjoyed them for what they yeah. are but i didn't really have any connections to, to the old ones to be to be honest uh i they, they they just weren't my my thing so um jen what would be your uh, second pick <laughs> funny because he actually just brought this series up my second pick is assassin's creed 2 ah and that's because i i, I don't think i looking back i don't think it's a perfect game and while i was playing it i didn't think it was perfect but there's something about it that i just fell in love with and i played it for months and this was after finishing Fallout 3, which I had been just lost in for months. And when I finished it, I was like, I need another open world game to get lost in. But there was nothing really around at the time. And I kept hearing how great Assassin's Creed 2 was. And I hated the first game. Mm. So I just like literally out of desperation for another good open world game, I gave it a shot, like really didn't want to. Um, And I just fell in love with it right away. I feel like they fixed so much such a memorable experience gave me one of my favorite characters of video game history um so yeah i i just love the hell out of the game yeah and uh, i assume like myself you uh, probably felt this the second and third Ezio games were a bit of diminishing returns <laughs> in terms of quality there a bit i mean i was still a little starry-eyed because like i said i love him so much that i was happy to just have another game with him in it um, but it definitely neither one of them captured the same like magic as two did. Yeah, uh, Goose, what would uh, would be your second pick? All right, for the second pick, we gotta go back to the Sega Genesis. Ooh. this was um, zero tolerance. Zero tolerance was ba- as I've learned later, basically was a Doom ripoff. But it was actually <laughs> the first first-person shooter I ever played, and I wow. lost I lost weeks into this game. Wow. And I don't even I don't even really see much about it anymore. It's just kind of fallen to obscurity. But to me, that will always have fond memories to me as my first first-person shooter. So was this still wow. back in the day where there was no vertical movement, where the firing line was was you know linked to the horizontal totally? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh, okay. 
So the the uh, 3D Wolfenstein era then too. Wow. Basically, yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, Greg, what's uh, what's your next pick? All right. So I'm gonna kind of piggyback off off Goose here because <laughs> my next one actually is Doom Two, and I'm talking like the 1990s Doom Two nice. for the PC. <laughs> I uh, I loved that game. It, it was not my first first person shooter because I I did play Wolfenstein, but I I loved Doom 2, and specifically, I, I want to say Doom 2 over just regular Doom because of the super shotgun. Yes. Um, and there's, there was another it's different enemies, but the super shotgun, that just created... Uh, the, that was a game changer for me. Yeah. Well, the, the first time I picked that sucker up, and I was like, wait a minute, this is going to shoot two shells at one time? Like, All right, well, y- y'all are done. Yeah. <laughs> I'm good. So I was I was really into it. In fact, I was, I was one of those kids that was getting the... Uh, getting the the patch editor and like creating my own levels to play in (laughs) doom sending them to my friends and and buying those giant expansion packs where they were like collecting everybody else's levels and yeah yeah so that was that was me i was i was way way into doom for a, a good five years it was the game that i played i think the first time i ever played a shooter game on a lan was doom (laughs) <laughs> mm-hmm. by the way was doom 2 the with the game that you had to use the clipping code in order to beat that or am i or is that three no no you just had to be good to beat it oh okay <laughs> well look i i never actually got to that point i always heard that there was some legendary thing about it where you had to cheat so to here's beat here's what here's the thing you're talking about you don't need to cheat but so what they did is at the very end of the game there's there's this giant demon and you only see his head and it's all these different different enemies spawning around you. And there's a, a little piece of exposed part of his brain that you're supposed to shoot rockets in. And by shooting the rocket in, you 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 splash damage on a vulnerable oh. a vulnerable entity on the other side of of that because the brain was really just a, a a fake wall. Yeah. So the rocket would go into it, and then it would it would hurt it. But if you clip through, you find that this entity that your, your rockets are damaging with their splash damage is actually uh, the disembodied head. I think of John Romero. John Romero, Romero. yeah. <laughs> that, that's I do. I can I can remember in some gaming magazine a screenshot of that from from back in yeah. the day. <laughs> so in order to actually see that, um, you would you would need to be, have to clip through the wall to see it, and then you could kill it and beat the game. Yeah, but okay. you know, if you had the skills, there was a, a platform that was going up and down in the middle of the floor, and the idea was you needed to ride the platform up and down, and then time your rocket shot. So that it would actually go into the thing's brain while you were riding it up and down, and then usually you had to pull out the BFG and start clearing house because while you were up there doing that, a bunch of enemies spawned on the ground. Yeah, cool, cool. Well, um, I think uh, everyone probably expected I would have at least one uh, classic point-and-click adventure game on this list, <laughs> given I'm uh, yep. I'm such an enthusiast, and it was a tough call for me. But uh, to sort of represent the genre for me generally, I've uh, I've picked Space Quest Three, which is my is my favorite of the Space Quests. Um, it was um, it, it was it was a game that. Uh, if you had not played any of the others in the series, it would have been a little bit hard to follow uh, at least the starting point, much less the end point of the game. Um, nevertheless, I, I loved the humor. I loved playing the game over and over again to see all the creative ways that you could die, which is funny to think of it now, but that was that was one of the best things <laughs> of the game was just work out how, how different funny ways that you could die and, and the different ridiculous, disappointed messages that you would get <laughs> when you found ways to kill yourself. A uh, lot of references that I didn't get as a kid, a lot of references to Sierra's rivalry with LucasArts, for example, that uh, now that I realize the context after the factor 
even funnier. Uh, some interesting pop culture re references of the time. Some, I think there was an Arnold Terminator bot in the game that was one of the primary villains. And of course, you know, chock full of the usual Star Trek and Star Wars gags in there as well. Yeah, just uh, just love Space Quest Three. Um, and and again, there's a lot of games right behind it on the list. Even even just looking at Sierra, that are probably nipping at its heels. But uh, yeah, my personal fave, Space Quest Three. Uh, Chris, what would be uh, number three for you? So number three would have to be Chex Quest. Oh my god! No, I'm Chex Quest. I, I, I'm kidding. But oh, that, oh come on, that was, a, that, that was an awesome that, game. That's make that joke. I swear to God. <laughs> I mean, we've been talking about Doom, and it, like to be honest, it is a yeah. really, really good custom wad for Doom, and it was free from a cereal box, so like it, it kind of deserves some props. It absolutely was. That play is what was the guy's name? Chex Warrior. <laughs> I don't even remember. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was so much fun. <laughs> I haven't thought about that in years. I still have the disc for that, the original disc, and there are sequels that are available oh God, free really? online too. Mm -hmm. Wow. Um, my number three is uh, the second generation of Pokemon, which would be Gold, Silver, and Crystal. Mm -hmm. um, again, I guess this kind of falls in the same category as this Tomb Raider too, but it's like most improved. Uh, that the uh, the original games, Red, Blue, and Green, are really kind of janky if you go back and look at them with a the modern eye. I just finished playing them a few months ago yeah um they're, they're a hot mess it's like full of bugs and just weird and it was written in like assembly so uh, <laughs> very very strange game with some of the most interesting exploits that, that you'll see um there are people who dedicate their time to like finding and exploiting bugs and essentially rewriting the the game's code from within like it's the matrix or something <laughs> um, but the second time proved a lot of things they fixed up the sprites so that they're not ugly added color um, added a bunch of of modern features that are still in the series today, um, and you know, just it it holds up really well. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've been playing for about 12 hours over the last 36 hours. I've spent playing the re-release on Virtual Console, and honestly, like it uh, it does really hold up. Hmm. Um, all considered. Did uh, Twitch Plays Pokemon ever cover that era of the Pokemon games? Did they ever get to that? Yeah, point? I think that was the second one that they did, <laughs> but I. I stopped following that after the first round. <laughs> I barely followed it during the first round. Uh, Jen, what would be your third? Um, my third is Red Dead Redemption, which I feel I feel like I'm more alone within our group of, of how much I love that game. But coming from you know, you guys know I love open world games. I don't have to keep saying that. Mm. But it was like it's like so Grand Theft Auto, but in the old west. Mm. And you're actually the good guy, and I just – I had so much fun. I can't tell you how many hours I spent just hunting and riding around on my horse and skinning animals and selling the fur and then going and playing a game of cards and, like, just exploring. And there were so many times – that I just like sat there like while it was raining and then I watched like the sun go down. Like I just, I just loved being in this world so much. I felt like the story w was really engaging. The ending mm. did not see coming completely shocked me. Um, I, I can't say enough about it. I love that game. Yeah, definitely my favorite rockstar game. I'm not really a rockstar guy, guy, but that game made a big impression on me. Oh, and 
just to note this, my brother, not a gamer, not interested in games, he would come in my room, and he's we're both like big fans of Tombstone. We love the movie. We love going to Tombstone, Arizona. He would come in my room when I played, and he would sit there for hours and just watch me play. Hmm. Like that's how interesting it was for someone who's not even into games. He just wanted to sit there and watch. Cool. Which I thought was really cool. Yeah. Cool. Uh, Goose, on to you. Well, this is going to be a favorite of Jeff's, I'm sure. <laughs> this uh, number three for me is Dragon Age Origins. Oh. Now, the, now the reason for that actually isn't as much about the game as much as what it meant to me. Because I took about a three, three and a half year break from gaming around 2006, and a buddy of mine pointed me to a Let's Player who happened to be playing this game, and that's actually what got me into wanting to play it myself. And ironically, it was through that game that I came across BioWare's Bat Cannon and found Mass Effect. So to me, Dragon Age Origins is the reason that, first of all, I know all of you, mm. and that the last five years happened as they've happened. Yeah. So while the game itself, Dragon Age Origins, I'm not going to say it's like on the pedestal. It's, it's an alright RPG. But to me, it represents a decision I made that actually has affected my life much more than I would have ever imagined. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. No, I yeah I, like I, I I for for me Kotor was one that got me back into it. I had I hadn't been playing for years, and that's why I always look back on it fondly because it was like you know a game that sort of rep- re- represented that point in time for me when I played it. Um, although I don't know that Origins holds up any better uh, gameplay wise. Maybe it does. I didn't like it in the first place, so <laughs> you'd have to tell me. Um, <laughs> uh, any anyone else here have any differing opinions on the best game in the series? Uh, I it's seems to be the consensus one out there in the wilderness, but um, I don't know. Do you mean as far as Dragon Age? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Origins was the best. I, I couldn't get into Origins, but I love Inquisition. Mm. I have heard that, yes. Yeah. I, I actually like Dragon Age 2 the best, I think, all things considered, <laughs> so just call me crazy. Wow. But Really? Are you screwing? Is this like another text question <laughs> no, thing? Or no, I mean, really... no, I... I I, if I actually take stock, I I did like Inquisition. I played. I've only played Dragon Age two once. I played Dragon Age Origins twice and Inquisition once. So not. I haven't really played through a lot. But who did yeah, who did you think, play? Like what was your class in Dragon Age two? Dragon Age two. I was a ranged rogue. Yeah, that's why it was better for you. <laughs> I mean, I tried ranged rogue in Origins, and it was not. Yeah. Fun. So I <laughs> I, 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 play, I played Dragon Age two as a. Uh, as a warrior and that was a mistake because they did not they did not balance the classes very well and so the warrior was just he, he just he sapped all of his i don't know endurance i don't i don't remember what the blue bar was in that <laughs> but he would just he would sap all his endurance and then he couldn't do anything and he was so super slow and so i would be in these fights like these these epic fights and i would have to just run away and you know try to like sneak in a quick shot here and there but the only way you could restore your endurance was either drinking a potion or killing an enemy. <laughs> so during, I think, especially the the big boss fight with the one, um, the the giant Kunari, the Aeroshock, yeah, that yeah. was awful. That was a terribly designed fight. That so was... he, here's how I beat that fight: kiting I, for I days. Ordered, so I had the dog. <laughs> so I ran a figure eight around those pillars in the middle of that room for that fight, and I I would just keep I just kept spawning the dog. And the dog would, would bite <laughs> yeah. at his heels while he chased me in a figure eight around those pillars. 
And that's how that's I beat him. Awesome. To be fair, that was how you had to beat him. I think regardless of your class, you run a figure eight. And if you just happen to be a ranged class, you can poke him every so often. And I guess oh. if you're a warrior, you use the dog. You use the dog. <laughs> that's right. The dog was the MVP of that chapter. Uh, so a Bioware game in which the dog is actually useful. I, I had a dog in Mass Effect 3. Uh, that, uh, well, the less said about that, the better. Um, Greg, on to your third. All right, so for my third, I'm, I'm going to go back to the Super Nintendo era, and I'm going to go with Batman Returns. <clears throat> Excuse me, Batman Returns, a game that I have talked about at length on, on various <laughs> Enthusiax podcasts, so I'm not going to go too much into it now, but the, the idea that it is still a game that I go back to, and, and I have played it within the last calendar week, so wow. it is still a game I go back and play, and I and I love it, and it's my stress relief, it's my, my chill-out game, so uh, huh. it might be my favorite of all time, just simply because, I mean, this is a game I played for the first time, what, in like 1990s, and I'm, I'm still playing it, like literally was just playing it this last week, hmm. so... Uh, B- love this better game. Better than NES, Batman? Infinitely better than the NES. Oh, no, wow. I can't say infinitely. I love that yeah. game. But um, it, it was it was better. I mean, it's it's a completely different kind of game. The yeah. NES game was a was sort of a platformer, and this game is more of a arcade-style beat-em-up. Right. Cool. Uh, speaking of beating people up, um, much as uh, <laughs> much as uh, adventure games were definitely going to be represented on my list, I had to put at least one fighting game in there. And man, this is a tough one <laughs> for me. Uh, I, I was was dancing around the idea of Street Fighter Alpha Three, but in the end, uh, for me, it's got to be Virtua Fighter Two. Uh, I've sunk more hours into that fighting game than just about any other. Um, there was a time where I probably could do. Every move for every character in the game um, before I'd even bought an arcade stick, which is kind of crazy now, considering I'd never even consider playing a game without an arcade stick now. But yeah, just love that game. I've, I've played it on. I've played a PC port of it. I've played the uh, the Saturn version. I've, I've played emulated versions of it, and of course, uh, I played it quite a bit in the arcade back in the day too. And yeah, just uh, just love that game. And Sega AM2 uh, just could do no wrong during that time period as far as i'm concerned on to uh chris again what would be your number four my number four since my list got gutted by all of our comments <laughs> i know <laughs> oh, I, I lost two uh, my number four i i put in battlefront 2 hmm. uh star wars battlefront 2 I'm not really a huge multiplayer person and i i didn't really play the online multiplayer for battlefront 2 but like there was just so much that you could do in that in single player anyway. Mm. Um, it had a whole, hold on. I'm confusing battlefront one and two now. No battlefront two was the one with the space battles. That was one with the space battles and you could do like the galactic conquest mode and you could play as the Jedi characters. Yeah. They added a so lot of features in the second they one. Had, they, they had like a, like a, an arena battle where you could play as the heroes and like Moss Eisley space for and just duke it out with like all the other heroes. And there were like interesting extra classes and, and things. So I, I, I think that's widely regarded as one of the better star Wars games out there. Hmm. Um, and it's like, you know, it's, it's, um, it's in the same vein as a lot of like grand scale multiplayer shooters yeah. nowadays. It's, you know, it's like battlefield, I think is, uh, kind of where that series, that general type of gameplay has gone. Mm. But for like the PS2 Xbox original era, like battlefront 
Battlefront 2 was where it was at. Yeah. I kind of half expected a Jedi Knight game would uh, make it on the list for you, so you you must really like Battlefront. Um, it, I mean, it's it's one I I could probably like go either way on those. Uh, I would put Jedi Outcast on there as like a single player game and Battlefront as a multiplayer game. Mm. But the thing is, the Jedi, uh, the the um, Jedi Outcast and Jedi Academy were like limited so once you finished it it was done uh there was a lot of replay value to battlefront like i spent dozens if not hundreds of hours playing that so yeah cool jen so that would take the edge uh jen number four for you uh the last of us ah okay cool i i love that game and i i mean i love that it was it's horror i guess you would say technically a lot of people refer to as that to me it's i don't find it scary but it's within that that genre that I love so much. But at the same time, it has like such an emotional connection, and I love those characters too, like so much. And I was so just neither one of them can die. Neither one of them like the whole game. I was just like these two cannot die. If either one of them dies, I'm gonna be heartbroken. I'm gonna need consoling and ice cream. <laughs> I'm gonna be a wreck. So I just I really really like the way they bonded and the way they're. Um, relationship evolved. Like in the beginning, he was like such a cranky. I'm gonna uh, get rid no of spoilers, you. No spoilers. No spoilers. <laughs> you haven't played it. I, I could have really not talked about it. Busy, Jen. I have been having children. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. But I could have sworn that we had talked about it. Sorry, no, that was no, been it, but... it is on my list. It is on the short list. I swear. As Got soon it. as I'm done with Oxen Free, I'm getting to it. <laughs> okay. Well, then I won't say anymore. And I'm glad will, I didn't. We will hold. My favorite was the part with the ladder. That was the best part. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> great game. Yeah. I love it, Greg. You got to play it cool. as soon as right. you can. I I promise. I I swear to you, Jen, <laughs> on the life of Jeff, the host of the <laughs> Point Street podcast, I will play this game. And I will agree that I will get that uh, DLC for Life is Strange. ASAP. Oh, there we go. There you go. <laughs> I'm not doing it. I don't like prequels. <laughs> Everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I really want to play it now after finishing Life is Strange, but sorry, getting off top subject here. Goose, you've been uh, you've been throwing some curveballs here. What's your number four? Number four for me is Paper Mario: The Thousand Year Door. A lot of people put the SNES Mario RPG on their list, but for me, this is the best Mario RPG game Nintendo ever made couple reasons for it number one it had a lot of different mechanics to most rpgs which i actually did like actually it plays for those who haven't played it it plays very similar to the stick of truth the south park game that came out a few years ago Mm. and it actually had a story where you actually bought that there was legitimate threat to the villains where in honestly in most mario games you really don't feel that (laughs) which granted you're not supposed to but still and even to this day, like a week or so ago, I restarted a playthrough of it just because it's that good. Wow. What, and by the way, just what system was that released on originally? Uh, that was GameCube. Oh, okay. Um, oh. Is it a vir- is it virtual console now too or, or to be determined? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. So. No surprise then. Uh, Greg, on to your number four. All right. I wasn't done talking about this, so we're going to go ahead and list Life is Strange. <laughs> there you go. That's my number <laughs> four game. <laughs> Yeah, wow. I this was when you when you think of a game where the protagonist is a, an 18-year-old artsy girl going to school for photography, <laughs> it doesn't necessarily scream judge Greg to most people. <laughs> no, not really. But 
Um, I, I I played this on a, on a personal recommendation from one of my favorite streamers who specifically said, "Greg, you would like this game," and so I I decided, all right, well, if if Moto thinks I'll like it, I'll like it. So I played it and absolutely loved the game. I, I was yes. I'm I was in shock because the entire time I'm playing, I'm thinking, I don't like this protagonist. I can't mm-hmm. stand any of these characters. This music is really annoying me. I love this game. I have to keep playing. I don't know what it is. So <laughs> yeah. when I can, when so much of the stuff can, I can find offensive on a personal level, and yet I cannot wait to keep going and see what happens next. And it, it's so deep, and it's it's very well thought through. Mm. Um, even even when it kind of falls apart a little bit in the fifth chapter and decides they need to add about forty five minutes of completely unnecessary content. Even that doesn't take away from the full experience as being something so positive. So I, I have to say, just to give credit where it's due, Life is Strange creeps into my top five. Wow. Mm-hmm. wow. Very good. Very surprising. Um, and for my uh, number four, um, I'm I'm, uh, I'm going to put XCOM in there. Uh, I'm not going to be specific about which game. I mean, I can be specific about what not games, not Terror from the Deep, not Alliance, <laughs> uh, or Apocalypse, rather. Um, really, I would have to narrow it to, to either the OG game or the game that in 2012 that was obviously, you know, inspired directly by it. Um, yeah, I, I'm... I, I the only reason I <laughs> the only reason I liked turn-based strategy is because XCOM showed me you know what the potential was there. Just just love that game. Uh, relatively light on the story, but just so much depth, um, so much replayability. I, I can't count the number of times that I've gone through it, both the old one and the new. Um, very tense gameplay you know uh it's it's hard for someone who's not really into turn-based games to understand <laughs> where the tension comes from i think because it's not twitch gameplay but man uh i've i've never been more connected to my piddly little squad or or yeah. character that i'm controlling than than in a game like that and of course the modern xcom games uh, allow you a degree of personalization that just amps that up even more um you know a, a company could be really cynical with uh, microtransactions for a game like this if they wanted to <laughs> um but yeah i i i would recommend xcom to anyone who hasn't uh, given turn-based strategy a try it is the pinnacle uh, of of that genre as far as i'm concerned uh just wait just wait until you play two mm. i am already more in love with my my girls <laughs> as i lovingly call them because i have three that i am just in love with because you can customize them more and more and they have so many other abilities like i love them way more than i loved any of my other characters in the first era in the last XCOM. so yeah Yeah. you'll enjoy it by the way every time i hear controversies about female soldiers in games i was using female soldiers in XCOM back in like 1993 or four or whatever so these sorts of things have been old hat for me for a long time honestly um chris on to your final pick well, it is not the Bureau XCOM Declassified, <laughs> since we're talking about XCOM. That game was really just not... It, was, it wasn't It was bad. It was just not good. It was like... I, anyway, that's, that's that has nothing to do with anything. Uh, my number five game, again, since like a couple of my picks got bumped off, um, I have to go with Left 4 Dead. And I don't think I can even really choose between Left 4 Dead 1 or 2. Uh, they're not that different no. anyway. Um, but 
I mean, we've already got some Valve love on here with Half-Life, and Portal was on a bunch of our lists. But but Left 4 Dead is kind of the third... Well, I guess there's Team Fortress too, but eh, I don't really care about Team Fortress. Um, Left 4 Dead is like kind of the third sibling of those those three or those three games the half-life series the portal series and the left for dead um and it focuses on the cooperative multiplayer yeah uh side of things you know portal is the the thinker puzzle game half-life is kind of the storytelling game and left for dead is just a co-op game and it's uh it's got zombies everybody loves zombies um it had zombies zombies before like yeah fast zombies had zombies before like call of duty zombies was really a thing um i i think it's pretty safe to say that a lot of contemporary zombie games were inspired by left for dead uh <laughs> things like um well i can't even I mean, there's any. too many I names i haven't really played them the, like the I, like killing yeah. floor and uh what is it dying light and yeah. you know a lot of those games draw inspiration or dead island even um yeah Definitely. So it's kind of a uh, a trendsetter, and it's got some really good arcade action, like drop in, drop out, co op. You can do like versus mode. You can play as the zombies. There's a lot to love. Every playthrough is unique with the AI director kind of mixing things up. You know, items don't spawn in the same places, and it's got a ton of replay value. Yeah, it does. yeah. It, we should all play. It's it's uh, really easy to yeah. really easy to pick up too. Not a game that has a steep learning curve. It's you know it does take some work to get good at it, but it's not a game where it's you'd find super confusing because they've got that balance right. Uh, Jen, on to your last pick. My last one. Chris is gonna love this. <laughs> it's the Long Dark, and uh, I'm laughing because I know. <laughs> no, no, that's fine. You can have your favorite. As Chris uh, tried to stream the new story mode, and it's it's kind of a mess, or I should say at least it was kind of a mess. There's been a lot of patches, a to their credit. Then. <laughs> yeah, to their credit. Like, there have been so many bug fixes and so many patches and little things here and there, and I, I, I have no issue with them. I think there are just certain things they didn't think through the right way, maybe. But they put a lot of time and effort, months or years, really, into the sandbox mode. And that's really where it's at for me. That's what I'm referring to when I put it on this list. I've put so many out. I mean, I think it's my second most played on Steam behind Warframe. I, I'm such a survival game junkie. But all of them I could, that I have played, I could list... I don't like this aspect. I don't like this aspect. With The Long Dark, I feel like that's the closest to perfection that I've ever seen. Um, just such a good experience. I absolutely love it. And I oddly find it really relaxing. Hmm. I can just play for hours and chill out. It's relaxing to freeze to death out in the wilderness, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I just love it. I so typically die of dysentery in my sleep. So. <laughs> I've died a lot, don't you worry. Yeah. Uh, Goose, what would be your last pick? For my last one, we're going back to the Super Nintendo, and that's um, Final Fantasy II. Now, this was the first RPG I ever played, and literally it's actually loaded behind the Skype screen right now where I was playing it <laughs> earlier. <laughs> and... What it is, for those who haven't played it, it's basically the King Arthur myth, but given a Japanese twist. And 
it was one of the first games I played that actually, first of all, had a story, because up to then I was more of a Mario guy. But it was the first game that actually sucked me in and made me care about the characters, whereas before I didn't really care. It was more just jump. And freaking this game, it, it takes you a while to get into it, but but what it does well, and what it does better than I would argue even modern Final Fantasy, is it doesn't go too weird. It keeps it in keeps it in the realm where even no matter how old you are, you can get into it, you can understand what's happening. It's not very convoluted. Whereas nowadays, I feel like the series has kind of turned into that. And like I say, even to this day, I still booted up. Even when I took my quote-unquote break from gaming, I still played this. Wow, wow. Um, a lot of good old-school stuff represented on your list, Goose. Uh, well done. More than even I expected, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, and lastly, Greg, you're uh, your five. All right. So my, my number five pick would have been uh, it's a game that unfortunately I can never play again <laughs> um, for reasons beyond my control. It was a game that I, I sank many, many hours of my life into. It was the only MMO that I ever really loved. My pick is City of Heroes. Oh, that that's bittersweet. My heart broke a little bit with that lead in because I knew that's what I you were going to say, oh, and no. it's just so sad. Yeah, that's I mean, that's the worst part about having a game like that that you loved, and that I mean, I loved my heroes, I loved my my pantheon, and it's I I'll never get to play as those characters ever again. But I I loved playing as them. There there are some times where I will be watching a movie or or a TV show and a character will do something. And I'll think to myself, like that was a level 16 unlock power right there. <laughs> because I still think in terms of the game, somehow I, I still sometimes look at superhero costume design and I think, yeah, I could have, I could have built that character in city of heroes. And I would, I would give just to have the, the, the character creator, even if I couldn't even play the game, just to, you know, see my little dude spinning there again would have been nice, but breaks my heart but yeah it's it, it's on my top five because for for many many years of my life that was my game that was what i did i got back from work i played city of heroes i had the weekend i played city of heroes that's that's what i did it's how i coped with a lot of stress for my early professional career so yeah it's just kind of sad and i i mean i was i was a day one adopter of the game too i actually i walked into a best buy and i said you know, I, I kind of like MMOs, but I was really wondering, are there any hero-type MMOs? The guy said, you need to come back next Tuesday because <laughs> we're Aww. actually getting this game called City of Heroes, and I think you're going to like it because it's exactly what you just described. It's what you want, <laughs> and I did. I went back next Tuesday. I bought it. I loaded it up. I Yeah, and I I, I played it, and I was I was there when the servers went down. Jeez. So. Makes you wonder there whether you that's ever ground that anyone will revisit again. Uh, you know, it just sounds like such a great idea, idea yeah. or setting. Well, I mean, there's Ch Champions Online is still a thing. DC Universe Online is still a thing. There's the Marvel one. So, I mean, there are superhero MMOs out there. But I, on the one hand, I've when I've tried to, to play them, the problem is that every character that I can make there is not... It's just different enough that it's not the same as the character I had before. And... I mean, I had I had so many hours in. I had earned like additional powers just from, you know, having achieved so many things. And, and just I, I don't think I'm gonna I don't think I'm gonna get that feeling again. Not from a, uh, not from a DC Universe Online and not from a Champions Online. So, hmm. I think I think it's just at the point where when City of Heroes went away, that was sort of the end of my 
my superhero MMO career. Right. I just decided to look, uh, just for the heck of it, uh, did a quick Google search, and there are at least two kind of successors in the works. One is called City of Titans, and one is called Ship of Heroes. Those um, have been in the works for a good five years or so now, so I'm not holding my breath. Wow. Damn. Well, you know, all the best things take yeah. uh, ten I, years I, to I make was... and then are completely underwhelming. <laughs> so. Yeah, I was loosely associated with, I think, the City of Titans one. They They started as one project, and they kind of creative differences which of course makes me super excited for whatever they're going to come up with but creative differences resulted in them uh separating into two different teams so uh we'll see if you know i I would love to get back into that but then i'm not really in a position where i can you know sit for five to seven hours a night playing an mmo anymore so it's kind of that that time of my life is closed but it still would have been nice if i you know still had Still could boot in every now and then and play as my level 50 martial arts super reflexes scrapper and go in there again and jump around the world and fight a couple of Ritke. That'd be nice. <laughs> well, uh, just so we don't end on a total down note, I'll... I'll Sorry about I'll, that. You know, my okay. my uh, number five, and uh, once again, back to the old school well, uh, my favorite platformer and certainly my favorite of the Mega Man series, Mega Man 2. Uh, I, I mean, I, I don't need to say much about why this game is, is so loved. I, I actually remember... I, I I bought a lot of games in my life, but I don't often remember the story of why I bought one. And this is a game I literally like saved up money over many many months <laughs> uh, in order in order to buy uh, it, and it did not disappoint. It also has arguably the best game soundtrack ever. Um, I, I excluding orchestral soundtracks, and I, I sort of separate chip tune stuff from from that. It's uh, the music in this game is just fantastic. And uh, look. I, it's weird to say that I really haven't played any anything else in the Mega Man series. Honestly, I, I've not played three, four, five, X, any of the others. Um, I'm sure there's probably some stuff to enjoy there, but uh, to me, two is where it's at. Um, absolutely brilliant game, and uh, it's you know there must be something to that uh, muscle memory concept because I can pick it up and still do rather difficult sections eerily well many many years later <laughs> you'd think i would eventually get rusty <laughs> at that stuff but i could probably still sit down and and play <laughs> Mega Man 2 and be pretty good at it even today um well uh just quick opportunity for everybody to mention a few of their also rands what what would be your sort of honorable mentions chris assuming we didn't oh, delete well, them I... all during our preamble <laughs> I already did Chex Quest and, uh, <laughs> and Jedi Outcast I mentioned earlier, so that's one of them. Um, I I had I had a, a whole bunch on here, <laughs> uh, like because I have so many different like genres of games. I have Mortal Kombat trilogy, um, Counter Strike, The Walking Dead, The Telltale Walking Dead, mm. um, Rogue Squadron, Star Wars Rogue Squadron, Twisted Metal Two. <laughs> My voice cracked. Twisted Metal Two. There we go. You could we could just you could just adjust that later. Don't you dare! Don't you dare! We're just leaving it either way. That's fine. Uh, Twisted Metal Two, Star Wars Episode One, Racer, and Tony Hawk Two, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Two. Wow, cool. Um, Jen, any uh, honorable mentions Gosh. for you? Uh, I only had a couple left on my list that I thought of recently, and one of them was Isolation, um, because it 
it's very difficult to have a licensed game be even decent. And it was a lot better than I was expecting. Very, very tense. Probably the most stressed out I've ever been playing, like, a scary game. Mm. Um, but I love that. I mean, that's I'm playing a scary game. I want to be on edge. But there were times where I just hid under a bed for, like, five minutes and just sat there like I need a break. <laughs> she means in the game, folks, um, by the way, just in case you're wondering. Yes. <laughs> yeah, let's clarify. I didn't run upstairs under the bed, I swear. Um, and... Subnautica I had on my list, but I mean it's technically still early access, even though. Yeah, I should have made I should have made a rule: no early access games. <laughs> right, which is why I didn't put it on my final list. But I do like to mention it because it's one of my other favorite uh, survival games. Yeah. Really well done, and I think it is almost completed. Actually. Yeah, geez, it ought to be by now. Um, yeah. Goose, any that didn't quite make the cut for you worth mentioning? Uh, well, my runner-up list we have um, Batman NES because mm -hmm. that was that's just classic. Mm -hmm. um, Castlevania Four, Link to the Past, mm -hmm. Mario World, Sonic Two, and Chrono Trigger. Ah, uh, Sonic. Uh, yes, yes. Uh, Greg, any that you'd uh, want to throw in there? Yeah. So going back to the Super Nintendo era, I, I would honorably mention Super Metroid, which is a game I, I played so much. I got to the point I could beat that game in under two hours in, in a given run. <laughs> so it would it would literally just be a Sunday afternoon. I'd sit there and think, I think I'm just going to play and beat Super Metroid before dinner. <laughs> Um, so, uh, phenomenal RPG that was on the Super Nintendo, Earthbound, uh, known as Mother in other parts of the world. I uh, love that game. It was, a, it was a Christmas present, and I've played through it multiple times. Also, Donkey Kong Country, because that game actually made me like Donkey Kong again. Uh, going a little bit more recent, uh, WWE No Mercy for the N64. I used to play that game all the time with friends in college. It was uh, a it was a big deal, huge experience. Played it with uh, Nick, our own kinetic, yeah. and uh, we were big fans of of uh, playing that that game. And uh, it was a lot of Saturday nights. Yeah. Me and Nick would uh, hang out and play WWE No Mercy. I said, I'm sorry, I'm saying WWE out of habit. I think it was actually WWF back yeah, then. Yeah, it was. I don't, yeah. I don't think I don't think they had made the switch yeah. just yet when the game had yeah. come out. I, I only know that because I had a friend who had the WCW versus ND, NWO game, and then a few years later mm -hmm. ended up with that very game as well. Right. Yeah. Because yeah, that was that was just an earlier game in the series. In fact, I even had uh, I had just about every game in the series, including the Japan exclusive ones that I bought imports oh on. Oh my god! Really? And actually had the yeah wow. they had a because. Because then I would get to play as like all Japan wrestlers like Misawa, Kawada, and, and so on. So <laughs> you, you know, it was. Go ahead, sorry. What? 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 Were you? No, I was going to say. Uh, <laughs> fight, fight. I, I I don't want to go off on a tangent, but I just realized that you, me, and Nick could literally do a, a wrestling game point streak. Yeah. Uh, we absolutely could. And, <laughs> you ought to write that down. Given that between you, me, and Nick, we probably played all of them. I mean, and Nick and I are both fire pro wrestling guys too. So there's actually oh, a few yeah. sort of weird and wonderful ones yeah. there. And and I also I've... really like Saturday Night Slam Masters, which is a weird old Capcom <laughs> wrestling game too. Yeah, I remember that game. Yeah. Wow. But yeah. No Mercy was my thing. I, in fact, I think Nick probably, because when, when I when I sold my N64 very foolishly when I was leaving college and should not have because I then went and bought another one because I missed it so much. <laughs> but I think I actually sold Nick my uh, my old imports of those uh, those wrestling games. So hopefully he still has them. Mm. 
Uh, and he also has my favorite atomic purple, purple controller. And one last honorable mention, <laughs> uh, Telltale's The Walking Dead. Yeah, I, I I was waiting for you to mention that one. I was like, man, that if that one's not on Greg's five, it's got to be on his honorables because uh, I know I know that game uh, certainly. Well, I, I share your love of that game. Um, yes, it was uh, it was very hard to. It was very hard to not have it on the top five, but man, if Life is Strange didn't just come out of nowhere mm. and, and knock it out. So, sorry. Sorry, <laughs> Telltale's The Walking Dead. Lee Everett's still my favorite protagonist in any, any game I've ever played. Cool. That might not be a bad idea for for a hero talk for, for a point streak as well. <laughs> whoa, whoa, hey, 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 I come up with the hero. <laughs> well, I, I did have a vague uh, idea for a heroes and villains sort of one, like favorite heroes and video games, favorite uh villains in video video games as well so um bastila <laughs> you, you have actually gotten two different point streak topics from my honorable mentions <laughs> that's not you bad realize that that's not bad well look that's, uh that's pretty good considering how desperate i get sometimes uh, i'll take it where i can get it uh and <laughs> lastly with my honorable mentions um we have uh tie fighter uh, the space flight sim, um, just an improvement on X-wing in every way, shape, and form, and best uh, space flight sim I've ever played. And getting to play a space flight sim in the Star Wars universe is just, you know, you can imagine. I mean, I went out and bought a, a flight stick for this game, and I, I've I'd never owned a flight stick before, so <laughs> I I was a big Tie Fighter guy. Uh, Bionic Commando, if we want to talk uh, even more old school again, Bionic Commando on the NES. Love mm-hmm. that game. Love that game. Yes. Love the weird, weird story that's made even weirder by the fact that not only was it edited for some rather inappropriate content, but just the Eng- Japanese to English translation also weirded it up considerably even more. But uh, yeah, just love that game. Uh, I loved uh, Rearmed, which I think a few of us might own. The the sort of the rebooted version on the on Steam uh, that was released some years ago. I hated the Xbox uh, reimagining a while ago. I I wish they had found a way to do that game in 3D a little more justice than the lame. Um, lame sort of uh, modern shooter take that they decided to put on it uh but yeah mm-hmm. better well I, I won't say better than nothing because <laughs> it really wasn't no no really wasn't nothing would have been really better. wasn't that good uh here's hoping they can revisit it someday um yeah those would uh th- those would be my sort of honorable mentions um well Thank you, everybody. I, I knew that was going to be uh, difficult to whittle down the list <laughs> such that we did, even ruling out a few of the common ones. Um, sorry we couldn't fit in Tony. I know he would have had uh, something to say about Halo, RE, and a few of the other ones that were on his list. Uh, but if nothing else, I think we've got another transistor sale in the wings here, so <laughs> there's some <laughs> progress there. As I mentioned up the start of the show, you can follow us on Twitter, at Enthusiax, or check out Check out our YouTube channel uh, where all our video content and Let's Plays reside. We've got a new Let's Play series underway at the moment, actually, for those interested. Uh, up in the top right-hand corner of Enthusiacs.com, you can join in the forum discussions there. Uh, if you want to send any email suggestions, uh, our mailbag for this podcast is pointstreak at Enthusiacs.com. Um, thanks again to my uh, guests, Chris, Jen, Goose, and... Greg, thank you for listening and join us again on another episode of Point Streak. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Peace be with you. Later. Have a good one.